welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. God is real and God is here. Hallelujah. The scripture said in Hebrews that we have come to Mount Zion. Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 22. For But ye have come to Mount Zion. Ye have come to Mount Zion, to the city, city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the church of the first, the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, who who are registered in heaven to the God the, to, to, to God the judge of all to the spirits of just men made perfect to the blood to Jesus Christ the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of the or than that of Abel you have come into a, a serious atmosphere and environment do you know what there are about seven things that are eight things that have been mentioned in those three verses so even if one you don't qualify for one if one does not work the other one will work mm-hmm. there are several things working for you now let's look at that text again verse 22 number one you have come to mount zion those days when when there is crisis or people are about to attack you whoa you run you look for a mountain that you run you run to somewhere a higher plane you can run to and stand or in the times of flood flooding or something you look for a higher plane so you have come to mount zion and bible says that mount zion is like a fortress mount zion is no no wonder the bible says that as the mountains around jerusalem so is the uh, uh so is the favor of god around those who fear so we have come to zion number two point number two we have come to mount zion to the city of the living god number two you have come to god's city not new york city not Paris, not london city but you have come to the heavenly city hallelujah the city of the living God. So we are in a city. I remember when Paul, God told Paul when they wanted to kill him, God said to Paul, I have many men in the city. Acts chapter 18, I think verse 10 or so. He said, I have many men in the city, in the city, and we have come to the city of the living God. So we have come to the city of the living God. And not just that, we have also come to the heavenly Jerusalem. This is not the earthly one where people will be fighting over against you or over for it, whether it's a two-state a two part, a two state solution or one state solution or who owns Jerusalem. No, this one is the heavenly one. No one can contest against it because it is supernatural in nature. Somebody shout hallelujah. So hallelujah. you have come to the heavenly Jerusalem and guess what? You have come into the company of uncountable angels. Plenty of them. So even if you are not getting any, you are not taking anything from the city. And even if you are not you are not exercising enough strength to download 
opportunities from the heavenly Jerusalem. The angels are on guard to protect you and to guide your delivery. Anything you have prayed for, as God sends the delivery, no one will cross it because the angel, you, have, you are in the company, can you imagine? If you are in the company of many well-armed soldiers, what will you be afraid of? Mm. Who, which arm robber will you be afraid of? At all. None. You are in the company of many armed soldiers. Now, he said these ones are not soldiers. They are angels. Angels are stronger than soldiers. Wow. Angels are God's messengers and God's fighters. They, when, 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 um, Pharaoh was trying to cross the Red Sea. It was angels who went inside the, the sea and removed the ties or the wheels of their chariots until disaster the, the, and removed them. They, they stopped blocking the, the, uh, the waves of the sea and it came upon them and overshadowed them. Angels. Angels. Angels did that. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so the, we have come into the company of innumerable angels angels not just that and then so number one the city mount zion number two the city of the living god number three heavenly jerusalem number four the innumerable company of angels number five to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn whose names are registered in heaven we are we we, we are on the register uh, uh, voters register in heaven <laughs> Our names are registered. And heaven doesn't have GDP our problems. We, we are registered. Satan can't go and tap into it. Our names are registered in heaven. So sometimes, you know, if you want to go and make withdrawal or withdraw cash from a bank, if you go to the counter, they won't give you cash unless you have an account there. If you don't have an account in the bank, you can't go and say, can you, can I withdraw cash? You might as well use a card machine uh, uh, use the card machine so if you go there your name must be on their books for them to be able to have a certain level of transactions with you we are here to receive an encounter visitation empowerment and supernatural intervention from above why because we are in the, the we are in the company of the general assembly of the church of the firstborn so the church of the whose names are written in heaven this is the general assembly the general assembly do you know what it means are you ready for this this is very powerful the general assembly means peter is in this company apostle paul is here martin luther is here uh, john wesley is here john uh, calvin is here billy graham is here bishop Oyedepo, his spirit is here i'm hey. telling you so the, i mean i'm i'm, I'm seriously yeah, uh, uh, Daddy Gio, <laughs> Adeboye, Enoch, mm. uh, Adeboye, Pastor Adeboye is here. Talk about these great men, both living and are, are dead. General Assembly means everybody is part of it. Now, when we gather together like this, we are in a general assembly of all these people, those who are dead. And, uh, so are you trying to say ghosts are here? No, they are better than ghosts. Ghosts is, is not of God. We are, I'm talking about they are the spirit that makes them perfect. The mm. spirit that they are they are dead but they are they are with us that's why in hebrew chapter 12 it talks about therefore having been verse 1 being surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses these ones we don't see them but they are watching us mm -hmm. they are watching us they are with us we are surrounded by them now 
this time when he says that the company of uh, uh, the assembly general assembly of uh, the general assembly and the church of the firstborn that means that the body of the entire church the spirits that make church what whatever grace is upon anybody that makes them church we are as soon as we gather like this we are connected to every christian proper christian i mean non-nominal christian true christian we are connected to them worldwide and all throughout throughout all generations do you know because we are one body including peter including bartholomew including anthony or saint anthony you might call it, including uh, mary mother of jesus including uh, uh Dorcas, in, including uh, uh all great uh priscilla and aquila apollos timothy i mean all those people epinatus all of them archippus all of them who have died and gone can you imagine when we gather like this, we are in the general assembly. Hallelujah. That means that what was working for them is available to work for us. So even if you don't need angels to, to fight for you, you might not be, maybe you might not, you are not in a battle that's, that's, as it were at the moment, but you need certain levels of grace to be able to do God's work, to be able to fulfill your assignment. What grace was upon Timothy? What grace was upon Paul? The grace that was upon Peter? The grace that was upon James? The grace that was upon John? the one who got the revelations the grace the grace that was upon all these guys guess what the grace that was upon jude philemon uh, 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 there are some wonderful names that are mentioned in romans chapter 16. all this uh, uh, the, the, all this wonderful name the grace that was upon them that made them that make them successful in their work with god we are you have come into that company you have come into the general assembly of the church the the general you have come to the general assembly and the church of the first one who are registered in heaven number one is what mount zion number two city of the living god number three heavenly Jerusalem. number four mm -hmm. company of it. number five general assembly and the church of the first one uh, num number six oh, this is a serious one to god the judge of all you have come before god number six you are before god why wouldn't you make your case before? That's why, before God, that's why it's always good to pray when we come together. Because you are in the presence of God and is the judge of all. That means that anything that people are using against you wrongly, God will judge them on your behalf. Amen. He's the judge of all. I don't know who has been wrongly accused or wrongly treated or they cheated you, they took from you and it's like, you could you can't defend yourself no you have come before the judge of all amen before the judge of all to the spirit and then number seven to the spirits of just men made perfect this one is even more serious the spirits so um these just men the just men that have been made perfect those who walk with god that have been made perfect means they have gone into perfection they have gone into the presence of god those who are dead and gone their spirits are here with us the spirit that was upon it. Well, as soon as we come into a fellowship, we are fellowshipping and having a certain type of not not watch this, not conscious interaction with them because we don't need to interact with anything spiritual apart from the Holy Ghost. Not even be calling angels. Anywhere you go and they say, "Oh, we are calling the angels." The angel is talking to me and is telling, "Please run away." Demons are doing that. 
is the anyone who said angel came and spoke to me i've been having i've been having a particular interaction with him and we have been having a chat and god can send an angel to speak to somebody once in a while but you can't be calling them to be talking to them anyone who calls angels to talk to angels is talking to demons if someone told you i'm writing a book angels dictated to me it was devils who dictated to him or to her <laughs> It is only the Holy Spirit we can have spiritual interactions with. He is there, our help. He is our helper. Okay. So when I say we have come into the, the uh, into the spirits of just men made perfect, I'm I'm not saying in our meetings we can just begin to say I can hear Paul. Paul is saying that people the things I let people haven't done it well. No 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 please please please. Oh, you begin to say you begin to say the man of God who died, uh, maybe. Uh, uh, that man's name, uh, the uh, evangelist, Renard Bonke. Renard Bonke is saying that somebody, I can hear him saying, somebody go, go again, go to <laughs> Africa. The mission I left. Somebody, please, Renard Bonke can't talk. <laughs> Dead. Mary can't talk. St. Anthony, stop praying to St. Anthony. It won't work. <laughs> it won't work. It is, it is only the Holy Ghost. So anything, any spiritual interaction, Outside of the Holy Spirit, mm. outside of the Holy Spirit, is demons you are communicating with. Mm. Yeah, I'm just telling you, it's demons. Okay, maybe you didn't know, but I'm telling you, any interaction with any spirit, whether your dead grandmother, who you say every time comes to talk to you when you are asleep, comes, hey, it's a devil. The devil is doing that. Not your grandmother is the devil. Maybe she was even a bishop, or she was an apostle or something. But if someone who is dead keeps talking to you, it's Satan who is using their image to talk to you. Because when it's appointed unto man wants to die and after that, they are gone. They don't have interactions with us. But when we come together as in a fellowship, there are spirits. The spirits are here to, to it's like they, they are cheering us on. They can't do anything. They can't get involved. They can't talk to us. We can't talk to them, but they are here. So what makes them great? The same Holy Spirit that makes them great is also here to help us. Hallelujah! Amen. It's good I said this thing because some of you still, you know, your auntie will tell you this one is a spiritual person. You see things. I'm about to say something. Are you ready for this? How am I getting to this? That's your uncle. That's your grandma. That's your relative. If you want to pray for him or her, do it now. After they die, no prayer will work for them. <laughs> Oh God, receive it. I won't do anything. It's the life you live on earth that will determine whether you'll be received or not. Read your Bible. <laughs> Bible said that there was a rich man and a poor man. The rich man, I didn't even mention his name because his identity was his wealth, his riches. There was a rich man and a poor man called Lazarus. Luke chapter 16. And it came to pass that the rich man died and the poor man also died. Everybody will die. Everybody. But the state you die in is what is most important. The rich man died. The poor man also died. Luke chapter 16 is what I said. <laughs> so the beggar died and was carried. Uh, 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 so it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And look at the next verse. And being the rich man be in torments in Hades, lifted his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. 
Lazarus was enjoying in Abraham's bosom. Listen, he didn't go to Abraham's bosom or the place of bliss. He didn't go there because he was poor. Please. Poverty doesn't send you to heaven. Neither will it send you to hell. It is your heart that sends you. It's not riches or poverty. So people used to preach that. You see, it's not good to be rich. Because the rich will not enter the kingdom of God. There's no way like that in the Bible. Actually, Bible says that tell those who are rich in this world to be uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, that they shouldn't put their heart in uncertain riches. That tells you riches are not certain. Okay, this is important. They shouldn't uh, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, proud, nor trust in uncertain riches. But they should do what? They should trust God who does what? Gives us richly. To, so what they have, God gave it to them. God is not against riches. Please get that once and for all. Poverty is not a sign of humility. Neither is it a sign of your on your way to heaven. Sometimes when you are poor, it forces you to maybe trust God more easily. But when you are rich, your confidence can go so much into your systems. And you see, since the West, United Kingdom, America, these are uh, nations that were built. Germany, France. This uh, so, sorry, uh, yeah, France. These were nations that were built upon the word, the foundation of God's word, especially in America and United Kingdom, sending missionaries. That's why God bless UK. United Kingdom send missionaries all over the world, all over the world. United Kingdom has contributed immensely to the gospel until everything became so financially good. And the children that came, they were sent people who are not born again to seminaries, Bible training colleges to be trained to come and lead. And so if the blind leads the blind, so for generations, as time went on, there are many people, let me tell you this, there are some of us, you didn't know Christ, but you thought you were in new Christ. When you go and you are preaching to people, they said, I've been in church before. I, I was in church most of my life. I was in Sunday school. So I know what you are talking about. I've tried. They don't know what we are talking about. The Christ they presented to them is a different Christ. The gospel they were told is a different gospel. It's a, it's not, it's a gospel that doesn't save. It's a different gospel. So you see people who are saying that, as for me, I've known Christ, that I've been in church before, which they were actually nominal Christians, religious Christians. They will take a box. When you have, they are feeling for, are you, what's your religion? Christianity. But they don't even read their Bible. They don't believe in the Bible fully. They don't go to church. They don't do it. They live just normal life. God is not actually part of their life. Jesus is not Lord over their lives, but they believe that they are Christians. No, that's not a Christian. That's, that's pr practicing Christianism, Christendom, which is different from spiritual spirituality and real Christian who is alive and has the life of God in him. Hallelujah. And so, a lot of rich people, so when you, the, the West became wealthy, we turn our backs against God. We turn our back. Now, it, it looks very intimidating, especially in our United Kingdom, to, to, to show you're a Christian. To go on the train and hold your Bible is like, huh? Huh? <laughs> if, you, if you're looking for a, 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 a higher building, sometimes to do Christian activity, say, no, 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 we don't do Christianity here. Some of you were, some, you know people who were at least stable and you can see they were on their way to becoming uh, strong Christians until they went to university and demon-possessed lecturers washed out, washed out Christian approach from them. Many universities are so atheistic. 
Because when you have everything, you feel you don't need anybody. You don't need God. So that is the danger of having wealth and riches. But I know you. When you get riches, that's when you even do more of God's work. Am I not talking to you? Are you not the one I'm talking to? Yes. That w- when God gives you riches, you will do more for the kingdom. You will do more. You will build church buildings. Oh, you will yes. invest more. Even it's oh. showing now. It's showing now. The way you invest your, your resources into the kingdom of God, it shows that when God gives you more, you will do more for him. May yes. God help you and do more for you Amen. in the name of Jesus. But the Amen. rich man also didn't make it to Abraham's bosom. And from there, he was crying. I need help. When he realized help was not coming, he said, send someone to go and tell my, my family on earth. My family on earth. They need to hear this. And they said, Father Abraham said, verse 26 said, you, they have Moses and the prophets. This is Moses and the prophets. You don't need someone to come from hell, come from the dead, to come and tell you, hey, 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 Mavis, hey, Raquel, believe this thing up. The pastor is saying the Bible is he won't come back home. Grandma is not coming to tell you. If you won't believe what we are preaching here, nobody is coming from the grave to tell you anything. Anytime you hear someone has come from the grave, is telling stories. It's a devil. <laughs> a devil is using them. Nobody, nobody. Devil, uh, angels don't even preach the gospel. Angels will not send to you. Some people are tell that 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 friend of yours. He said, if God is really real. Okay, I'll wait in my room. Let him show up. Okay, let that pastor mention my name. If he's a real man of God. He won't. If the preaching we are preaching is not good enough, <laughs> he won't. Bible says, an adulterous generation always seek for a sign. <laughs> an adulterous generation is always asking, okay, show me if God you are this. Show me if God you are this. Show me if God The just shall live by faith, not by signs. He said, Jesus said, an adulterous generation, Luke chapter, Matthew chapter 16, verse, um, I think from 1 to 3, 4, somewhere there. He said, an adulterous generation is always looking for signs. And he said, no sign will be given to them apart from the sign of the, uh, of the prophet Jonah. As Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days and three nights, so the son of man will be in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights. So Jesus' death is enough sign to show his death and resurrection. Because no one comes back from the grave when they die. You ask all the religious leaders you can ever think of. You ask everybody. Mention them. You know them. Uh, any religion that they are making noise about, you ask them if their leader died and came back. If you couldn't come back, I think there's no hope. But Jesus died and came back. He said that is the only sign. That is the only sign that will be given to an adulterous generation that is looking for a sign. That's the only sign. So, when people say, I want to see signs, Father Abraham said, let them listen to the the message. That's why every pastor must focus their message from the scripture. Quote the scripture. Enough of quotation from great, different great men uh, like Obama and Shakespeare and all that. Listen, Shakespeare said nice things, but they don't save. Statements of Shakespeare, they may sound wise, but we are not saved by wisdom, wise sayings. We are saved by the word of God. Even in the mouth of a child, once it's the word of God, it has the potency, it carries the power to change somebody's heart. Nothing changes the heart 
like the word of God. Pastor can come and sit here and tell a lot of stories or we can be hearing testimony upon testimony. Testimonies, what they do is they focus your attention on what God can do. It just helps you to know what God can do. But now you have to believe the word. Believe the word preached. An angel appeared to somebody and the angel told him, send for Pastor Peter. He has to come and preach. Because me, I can't preach to you to be saved. Can you imagine? A whole angel comes from heaven in Acts chapter 10. A whole angel from verse 2, 3, and 4. A whole angel comes from heaven and he tells somebody that send for Peter. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. For I, 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 that about the night I saw a vision, God, uh, an angel of God coming to you saying, Cornelius, and then the verse 4. And when he looked upon him, he was afraid. What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy arms have come before God for a memorial. Now send men to Joppa, verse 5. Send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose name, for one Simon, whose name is Peter. Why? He said, he must come and tell you the words by which you must be saved. Me, I can't tell you. Angels don't preach gospel. Angels don't preach the gospel. Don't you think if angels preach, people will believe easier? Yeah. Think about it. Can you imagine that guy, that your boss, who is always making fun of Christians, that journalist who has made this, I'm a satanist. Just only one angel. That's even not whole face. Just a quarter of angel's face and then speak to him. Yo. He said you don't believe. <laughs> just, just that. You One change time. everything. <laughs> oh, it will change everything. People will say, please, I believe. I believe. But God does not do that. Doesn't do that. Have you thought about it? Why doesn't God do something? No. He doesn't want you to see something for you to believe. He wants you to hear the word and believe the word. Any faith that is outside of the word of God is not faith, is not biblical faith, is not genuine faith. So you see, if you believe something outside of the word of God, you have actually believed in your own ideas or your own opinion or whatever you saw that gave you that opinion. It, it does not save. It does not save. I'm drawing our attention to the word of God. Every pastor who wants to see people saved must Talk from the scriptures. Must let the scriptures do much of the talking. And as the scripture is speaking, somebody is being saved. I believe there are miracles on this platform tonight. Because you know why? Mm -hmm. Bible says that God was working with them, confirming his word. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. God confirmed, Mark chapter 16, verse 20. God was working with them, confirming his word, not their ideas not their suggestions he confirmed yeah. his so can you imagine if they, they preached something that wasn't his word what mm. will god confirm <laughs> what will god confirm tonight i am here to tell you that god confirms his word and he's still doing it as we engage in the word of god and put our faith in the word of god and put our trust in god i see you are going to have a very colorful beautiful year this year thank you jesus i started by telling you we have come to the company of innumerable angels yeah we have where we have come is powerful it's powerful so we have to tap download everything because god is up to something god is here god is real and god is up to something in your life somebody shout hallelujah, hallelujah. Say, this, say this after me 
God is real. God is real. God is up to something in my life. Yeah. One more time. God is real. God is God is here. God is up to something in my life. God is the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Amen. Amen. As you have confessed, so shall it be. The Bible said, you shall have whatsoever you say. I just, I wanted to tell you the prayer of faith. I wanted to tell you about the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. In James chapter 5, verse 15. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. Did you see that? Said so the prayer of faith, it, it saves the sick. This is not salvation from hell, but salvation from the sick situation. Prayer of faith will save the sick. Prayer of faith will save the sick. Prayer of faith is saving the sick. What is this prayer of faith? What constitutes prayer of faith? Because, Pastor, I need to pray. Is prayer of faith is not only for sick. It's for any condition. But what is a prayer of faith? And look at the verse 16. It said, for confess your faults one another and pray for one another, you may be healed. Now look at the next verse. It said, the next point. He said, the effective fervent prayer of the righteous avails man. The prayer of faith is an effective fervent prayer. An effective fervent prayer. Some of you believe in other people's prayers more than your prayers. Why? I know why. The things that don't make prayers get answered. Number one of, of all of them is when you are not working with God. If you don't work with God, He doesn't guarantee answered prayers. How can you work with a God you are not obeying? So it stands to imply that when you are walking in obedience, it facilitates answers to your prayers. So when people, the reason why people don't believe in their prayer is they, they, they believe someone else should pray for them. It is faster and stronger. One of the fundamental reasons is because they are not working with God the way they should. All right. So what is the prayer of faith? And how do I practice the prayer of faith so I can have the resource? What, how can I engage in the prayer of faith or effective fervent prayers? The prayer that gets results. How do I engage in the prayer of faith? How do I get, engage in prayer? How can I make my prayer get results? To engage in the prayer of faith, what is the prayer of faith? Prayer of faith is the prayer that has the absolute yieldedness and confidence in God. Absolute yieldedness and confidence. So you are yielded, like Jesus said, let your will be done. Is yieldedness and confidence in God. Absolute. Total yieldedness and total confidence in God. That is what determines the prayer of faith. The God of wonders. The God who answers prayers. The confidence is that God is faithful. God. So now, how do you engage in um, prayer of faith? Number one, you must know. There are things you have to know. What should you know? Know that God actually answers prayers. 
how many of us have prayed and before and you prayed and you felt maybe God won't answer this prayer? Or how many of you have ever asked this question? Does God really answer our prayers? Does he really answer prayers? No, there are times, okay, how many of us have prayed before and you didn't, you didn't see the answer? I believe that there are some of us here, you have more unanswered prayers than <laughs> answered prayers. You're a prophet. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Pastor, but God, why? Why is God not hearing you? I'm, I'm calling you. He's not hearing you. You're not listening to me. Number one, prayer of faith is the prayer that knows, the one praying knows that God answers prayers. You just know. You just know. So when you are coming to God, you come with the confidence and assurance that God answers prayers. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 15, or verse 14, chapter 5, I'm sorry. 1 John chapter 5, I'm sorry, verse 14. The Bible says that, and this is the confidence we have in him. That when we pray according to him, this is the, now this is the confidence we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, what happens? He hears us. So it's a confidence you must have. Without this confidence... Your prayer will suffer amnesia. Your prayer will suffer loss of results. Because this is a necessary aspect, a necessary platform, a necessary foundation for effective prayer or for prayer of faith. The necessary foundation for prayer of faith is that you must have this confidence. I told you, absolute yieldedness and confidence. You must have this confidence that when we pray god uh, if we ask anything according to Jesus, he hears us he hears us the next verse says that and we know and if we know that he hears us whatever we ask we know this you you are so sure that he will do it you are so sure that he will do it that's the the confidence you have such trust in god that you tell Nebuchadnezzar, listen, uh, if you put us in the fire, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us in the book of Daniel. And even if he does not deliver us, we want you to know we will not buy, bow to you. He will deliver us, that's no problem. But just, just a caveat that we are, not, we are not trusting him because he will deliver us. We are trusting him because he is our God, period. So whether he, he will do something or he won't do, it's not... That's not why we are not bowing. Some people will do some things, will obey instructions of God because they know the blessing of God is following. So then they wait and wait. When they are not seeing the blessing, at the time they wanted to see the blessing, they begin to say, oh, God has let me down. No. They will give their offering, they will give their tithe, but they tie, time it with a certain date. If this doesn't happen, then God has let me down. The, 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 the Hebrew boy said that, listen, we are not doing this because he is going to save us. We are doing it because he is our God, period. And he, our allegiance is to him. But if not, let it be known, O King, that, verse 17, yeah. God whom we serve, you see, we serve, is able to deliver us from the, uh, from the burning fairy furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O King. However, I want you to know, even if he does not do that, if it does not uh, be known unto you, if not, let it be known to you that we will okay that we will not serve your God. No, we will worship the body because it's not 
is not part of the we are not even considering god not doing it so let's consider your offer we are not considering any offer because god will do it but we are not we are not obeying god because he is faithful we are obeying god because he's our object of obedience our object of worship and our allegiance is to him okay but the point is that they know that god will deliver them didn't god deliver them yes he did i see god delivering you i see god delivering you in the mighty name of jesus so god delivers so when we are praying you have to have this absolute confidence and absolute um know that god answers prayers number two consider the word of god what god has said <laughs> time will not permit me to go into other scriptures but suffice it for me to mention this in fact before i go to the number two james, i left this scripture james chapter 1 verse 6 7 8 that scripture is very scary it's a very scary scripture let's start from verse 5 if anyone lacks wisdom let him ask let him ask of god who gives liberally without reproach and and it will be given so if you ask god it will be given to you because god gives freely that liberal means that he's very free god is very liberal in giving he's not using a lot of things against you when you come to god he doesn't use a lot of things against you he's finding ways how he can actually do things for you to to um, glorify his name in your life now verse 6 says that but let him ask in faith with uh, with no doubting for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind look at the next verse very scary one this is a scary one for let that let not that man suppose that he will receive any ah there are some things god said don't bother come you won't get it there are some people god said you don't think you'll get anything from me can you imagine like your mother tells you if you don't wash the dishes don't think if you don't go to school don't think i'll buy that thing for you christmas i don't don't dream i won't do it god said if the bible says that if you don't come to god in faith said don't don't think that you receive anything from god is that not serious so maybe the the the, the plenty unanswered prayers we have been receiving maybe this scripture we haven't we haven't put it into practice you have to come with faith knowing that god answers prayers knowing that look at verse 8 knowing that god answers uh, because unstable man is uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways god doesn't like that just are you trusting me then just trust me if you are trusting god for your god for your marriage do it well do it well if you are trusting god for that job do it well if you are trusting god for your marriage for your business for your career do it right do it right trust him to the end trust him don't be double-minded maybe you do it. so if you are praying and you can't confi- you can't be confident enough that god answers your prayers it's going to be problem. let me add the, the next one uh, as as i said the word of god so first one is know that god answers prayers second one is con- consider god's verdict what has god said what has god said that's the word of god the scripture we read again in first john chapter 5 verse 14 it says um, this is the confidence that we have with him that when we pray if we pray according to his will okay that if we not when we if we the problem is sometimes we might not pray according to his will the will of god is the word the word of god is the will of god the word of god is the will of god 
So if I pray according to God's will, if the, that's why you can't afford not knowing the word of God. We know that if we pray according to his word, he hears us. Pray according to God's word. Pray according to his will. And then focus your mind. This is a very stronger, I'm about, I'm about to make a stronger point. Focus your mind on the verdict, what God's word has said, not what situations have said or are saying. Abraham, when he was believing God for a child, his body was telling, his body told him that, listen, you are too old to have a child and your wife is too old to carry a baby. Their body, the evidence, clinical evidence were there. But Bible says, Abraham did not consider his body that was now dead. Uh, Romans chapter 4 verse uh, 19. Now, I prefer the, um, the Amplified. Amplified puts it clear. He, 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 did not weaken, uh, he did not weaken in faith when he considered, you see, when he considered the utter importance of it. He looked at his body and he realized that this thing is utter importance. Then King James said, he did not consider it. In other words, he knew the situation, but he didn't make it the final condition. So he considered not his own body. That was not now dead. He looked at it. You are, you are aware of what is going on. You have the letter, but you know that God can do better than this letter. This medical report, God can do. God can do it. God, and I'm here to tell you, believe, put your faith in God. Don't try God. Trust God. Don't try God. Trust God. Don't try God. Trust God. God is real. God is here. Don't try God. Trust God. Put your faith like Abraham did. He believed that God, whatever God has promised, he was also able to perform it. In the verse 20 and verse 21, I was said he believed, he was, he did not waver at the, he did not stagger at the, being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able, verse 20, verse 20, he did not stagger, he did not waver, oh, okay, he staggered not at the promise of God, through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory. Verse 21 says that what? And being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. This one, the full confidence, full persuasion, on an unreserved yieldedness, and, on, and persuasion and confidence in God. That is what brings the prayer of faith. When you are praying and you have this unreserved yieldedness that let your word be what you have said in your word i don't care how i feel i don't care the, uh, what i see what you have said in your word is good enough for me that is why every believer must always have this word open and you are looking into it to find out what god is saying when you are reading your bible always look at what you can use as a prayer topic can i say that again when you read your bible always look look one of the things you should look for is what can I use as a prayer topic and write it down. So when you are praying, you see, you saw that God has blessed Jacob. Jacob and Joseph was prospering in the house of Potiphar. Ah, that means you can also do well in your career. So you use it as a prayer point. You write it down. And you use it as a prayer point. Pray the word. God cannot say no to his word. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, Follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.